0: And we're back another episode of startup hustle matt de here with matt watson hi matt hey how's it going just doing my thing what about you i got a lot of problems i know we're going to talk about so many of them today so my, many my business partner is an asshole i'm not sure how to take that <laughs> to you or just in general in general man i don't think you're talking about me um But that's what we're going to talk about today, man. Bad business partners. I've got about 500 pages of notes. 480 of them are specifically about you. So maybe my business partner's an
1: a-hole too. If I'm only an a-hole, that's not bad. I guess that's probably
0: true. That would be a big upgrade from some of the other things that I've called you over the years. Um, But no, man, I think that, uh, oh gosh, where is this even going today?
1: Well, I, I think to start, so first of all, Business partners are valuable. Yeah, good, right? And yeah. I think we should start with the good first.
0: I, well, you know what? I actually wanted all right. So part of what brought this up is recently someone reached out to me on Facebook and they had listened to me speak at Global Entrepreneurship Week and were seeking advice about what to do with their bad business partner. And it kind of made me think of that. And then we started talking about it. But first off, I think we need to define what partnership is in the business world. And it is defined as a legal form of business operation between two or more individuals who share management and profits. The federal government recognizes several types of partnerships. The most common are general and limited partnerships Now, that is not a complete definition because according to me, you can have legal business partnerships in the ways of like LLCs and investors and lots of other things. So what you're
1: saying is this podcast is not a partnership because there are no profits.
0: No, this is uh, actually, the podcast is actually owned by the business that we are partners in. It is owned by Full Scale Enterprises.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Fullscale.io. Because if this podcast was making money and I didn't know about it, I was going to be mad. Uh, Your
0: royalty checks have been paid accordingly, Mr. Watson. (laughs) So, yeah, I think, you know, before we get into the ugly, let's talk about the good. Um, I haven't had a lot of business partners. Have you? You've had a lot. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. Okay. So, you came into entrepreneurship and business with business partners, right? Yeah, that's how I got started. Actually, I did, too. I did, too. So... But if we're going to talk about good partnerships, I can't. Yeah, we can't can't. start there. You you are one of two business partners that I have had. And the other one did not last
1: long. I love telling everybody that you're my partner. Yeah. I'm your hetero life mate. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Um, I I think it's important when you're starting a company to have uh, partners, co-founders that can help you do the things that you can't do right I sure mean, the last thing you want is two really good sales as partners or two really good developers as partners you, you need a mix of talents
0: i'd, I'd take the two team. i'd take two really good sales as partners on some levels though because you can if you can sell stuff you can figure a lot of the other stuff out but yeah i hear you i hear you about the mix I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about co-founder versus technical co-founder, and I think that's a good
1: example. Am I right? Well, it's a never-ending problem of people have a great business idea, but they uh, have no idea how to create the product, uh, what it means to run a business even, and they struggle to find that technical co-founder to actually build the product.
0: Yeah, I agree. And by the way, any uh, names or likenesses or references that are used during this episode of Startup Hustle are likely false.
1: And not true in order to protect the not so innocent. I cannot say anything good or bad about several of the people we are about to talk about.
0: I know that was when we agreed to do this episode. My next question was: Are we just putting throwing ourselves under the bus here? So yes. So I told you, my business partner's an asshole. My for, my business partner, Dat Motson. Wait, is that too close to you?
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: We're talking about good business partners. You've been a good business partner so far. And I think for a lot of the reasons that, um, that we mentioned, like you have a lot more understanding of the stuff that I don't, or that I just hate. And in some ways, maybe the other way around. Beautiful. I know. I know
1: works my my wife says we have a bromance
0: I know my wife says the same thing too they have a weird one too like I don't know what's going on they've got something weird planned why did my wife tell me that I had to buy a suit to go hang out with you and your wife I don't know I don't even we're gonna find out I guess I I don't even own a suit man you're gonna you whatever they have going is gonna break my two-year did she say birthday suit or what kind of suit? I don't know she it was odd too because she said that I didn't need to have it on for that long Oh,
1: that's even weirder.
0: I know. we will we'll keep everyone tuned about that. And for those of you that are only listening, Matt and I did just exchange rings. So um, so, what are the qualities you found in the business partners you've had that have been great?
1: Uh, they would take care of stuff I didn't want to do. I mean, so back in the Vin days, we had a lot of stress around paying our bills and financials, all those sort of things, right? And
0: for those of you, that's Venn
1: Solutions. Venn Solutions, yeah. yeah. So when we hired, uh, we, we hired somebody, we'll call him, um, I don't know what we'll call him, but we, we hired this person and I was relieved, uh, when he took ownership of our financials, the paying our bills, all those sort of things. That was a huge stress relief for me. Like being able to trust that that was taken care of
0: was hugely important. I think trust is a, is a big thing. Um, and you know, we're going to get into a whole list of other stuff. Um, so I also, you know, and having, you know, known you for a while, I think some of the things that, that I've heard that I think were value statements about the people you partner with too, is like, you, I think you once had a business partner who was great at sales and that mm-hmm. probably helped sound like they worked hard or really understood times when they needed to push. Those salespeople are high maintenance though. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they can be, but you know, without them, nothing else happens <laughs> on many days. All right. You know what? I don't think people are tuning in to the bad business partners episode of Startup Hustle to necessarily hear about all the great stuff. Um, I think before we get into bad business partners, let's first talk about, like, before you even consider or take on a partner, a few things that you should probably ask and figure out. All right. How about
1: do I need or want a partner? I think if they bring something to the table that you can't, I think you do. I agree. I mean, obviously you can get a lot more done, but
0: on the flip side of that, not everyone is great having a business partner. I, you know, I learned very early. Were you have to be able to afford to hire the people? You're right. One right. way or another. See, I, I learned very quickly that I didn't like having a business partner, but for very specific reasons. Um, and, you know, we'll get into some more of that dynamic in a little bit. So, well, you kind of mentioned the next thing on my list is, you know, what will a partner bring or offer in my situation? They better bring a lot. Right. Right. So, how about do I work well with others? No. I don't. No. Well, what about when it comes to important decisions? No. I need you to define that. No wow (laughs) oh my god you know okay i'll release you from any type of liability if you want to name me okay um in these you know i know we didn't want to name others and you know i think then the final you know thing to consider is you know what percentage or interest of you know what portion of the business should you could you or are you willing to give up none well, then that wouldn't make us business partners, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I think this is a really important thing to talk about for a second, Matt. Cause you know, as I talk to a lot of early stage businesses and we, I can't even remember so many episodes ago when we were talking about how to start a startup, mm-hmm. talk about how people just throw around equity. And they don't have any basis. They're like this guy gets 10%. They're like Oprah on a gift day. Like you get 10%, mm-hmm. you get 10%, you get 8%, you get 6%, but there's not really any basis as to why or where that's coming in. So what are some of the things that you think you know you need to give consideration to?
1: Well, if it's a really early startup and and the company is just starting, I I think there are some good uh, kind of like spreadsheets and calculators on the web I've seen that kind of help guide you in this in regards to how much time are the different people putting into it how much money did they put into it what are the resources do they bring or talent or whatever because sometimes you might have four or five founders in a company but one of them works full-time another one put in the money another one doesn't do anything like and they potentially all should have different equity shouldn't all be the same
0: yeah I agree and I and I was gonna say just because you have one other co-founder doesn't necessarily mean it's a 50 50 kind of
1: thing I mean it's like our company I do all the work and you don't do any yeah and yeah well I mean what is it you do here you know I take
0: the specs and I give them to the to my secretary and then she gives them to the developers and then they bring them back to her and then I give them to the clients
1: so you have people skills
0: No, not exactly. We're recreating a scene from Office Space, but yeah, you're right. Um, So I think all the stuff we just mentioned is pretty, you know, all things you need to consider. And like, I'm just going to strongly say, like, you can't, you're not getting the equity back. No. So, you know, also consider it's easier
1: to get a divorce.
0: It is. It is. And I, you know, I say that in my book, like, take your business partners on wisely. You can, it's way easier to get rid of your husband or your wife. Than it is to get rid of a business partner. Do you, yep. know, do you know they have a uh, couples therapy for business partners? <laughs> I signed us up
1: for. A well, I've had to fire a business partner a couple times.
0: It's not comfortable, man, and, no. and it can all, it, it creates a lot of of turmoil, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And I went through that with the business partner that I had, and um, you know, in my book Million Dollar Bedroom, I talk about it a little bit, and I, I you know I made a lot of mistakes. I mentioned like I just sold away a big piece of my company.
1: Are you ready to get into that? Um
0: I'm gonna kind of get into it as we go through a lot of this. But yeah, sure. It, I'll, I'll make it quick. So, you know, when we started the company, um, we didn't know what we we're doing. I didn't have any money. Blah, blah, blah. I can read about it in the book. But you know, a friend of mine, I I sold him uh, 25% of the company for way too little money and really what it came down to is based on some of the things we're going to talk about here in a minute it just wasn't a good fit i was working eight hours a week and he wasn't involved at all and what that did was it created a sense of um, imbalance and honestly kind of resentment uh, I felt that I should get a little more help than I was getting, and then really what it, what happened was we started doing a lot of different things, and I felt as if the business that he had originally invested in was only a uh, ended up being a part of what we were doing. And it became a lot easier for me to be the only owner. so I, I asked him to sell, and he said no. <laughs> So basically what ended up happening was I just made a firm decision. I drew a line in the sand and I said, look, we haven't been doing this long, but if you're not willing to sell this part of the company back to me, largely because you're not being involved in it, then I quit.
1: So if you don't have any employees to run the business, it's just dead. Or if you don't
0: have the guy that runs the business to do it. And, you know, and I was, and I was pretty resolved to that because I knew I wasn't going to be happy in the long run. Um, I bought back the, the portion that he had bought in at, at five times what he put in and set it up over a two year payout. Mm -hmm. And he did really well. And you know what, we were cool with that. Um, He did tell me when he signed it, he said, you know, I I really don't want to do this, but you've made this worth it for me. And, and I, you know, we're friends and, and good luck and thank you. And it ended up working out. But I remember the, the month long process we went through on the way up to that was excruciatingly uh stressful just for a lot of different reasons and then honestly at the time the business really couldn't even afford that but we knew how we needed to get that figured out if you want to hear more about that story actually the next couple episodes are going to be based on the story of the million dollar bedroom i'm going to have a special guest in with matt watson uh being away from the mic for a couple episodes—that's going to help tell the story. It's uh, Daryl Blackburn. He was there in the million-dollar bedroom with us the whole time. Um, it's going to be interesting. There was a lot of really funny stuff that went on that. Like the day he came to work upset with our competitor, so he painted his face like he was Braveheart. Oh wow, that's commitment, man. I love the competition. So um, anyway, yeah, that was that was my story of having a business partner, and then. You know, I was single for all those years until until I met you, Matt. um, But, but no, back to the you know healthy partnership thing is I, at the same time. Like you have been a great business partner for a lot of different reasons, and I think a lot of them are related to two people that have some business maturity. And you know, like I don't know, just let that's why I'm a master. Let people do what they need to do, Master Watson. Okay, let's talk about how to avoid ending up with a bad business partner. What do you think? Okay. Well, if someone's offering to partner with you in your business and it sounds too good to be true, guess what, Matt? It probably is. You nailed
1: it on the head. I, I had that happen to Ben. We brought in a new business partner that we thought was going to be this, like, God that didn't really do a whole lot, but ended up with a good piece of the company.
0: You know what? I actually want to talk about that because we probably should have when it came. Well, no, we'll get to that in a second. So, you know, I think the next thing to keep in mind is make sure that your potential business partner doesn't have other motives that could sway decisions, you know, like things that would benefit that person and now they have voting rights or the ability to push the company in a specific direction and you know a
1: little bit of a hostile takeover
0: well it was well you remember when we started full scale and we were talking about the relationship it would have with stackify and you know we talked about a couple simple boundaries and stuff like that and then we were cool with it we got to work i mean um you know it, it it wasn't that there was anything bad but you know, talk about stuff, mm-hmm. figure it out. If something's out there, then get into it. Um, if your expertise and your effort aren't equal, uh, that's a problem. And that, that was the issue I had. That was the story I, I told.
1: You know, it was more about effort. Uh, it's tough. I mean, depending on uh, who the partners are and other things they have going on, it's hard to necessarily expect everybody to put in the same amount of effort. So,
0: and, and you know, in Congress with that, I've, you know, I, have highlighted w- the work being unbalanced. Like, are you going to quickly end up in a situation where you're doing 90% of the work and the other person sitting around?
1: So that also relates back to, that's where, that's where it's interesting. Cause you have the ownership part of it, then, but then you're also an employee of the business. So right. and you have, you may have some partners that are employees of the business and they get paid to do their job. And then you may have other people that work for the business, but don't really get paid. And you establish that up front.
0: Now, Matt, as you know, I'm, uh, I own a part of a company that moves fitness equipment and my business partner there, I established it right up front. I said, look, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not going to be able to be an employee at the business the same way you are. And because of that, I, you know, if you want to pay salaries, I think you should get the lion's share of that salary pool. But I I made sure to establish what he was expecting from me as an investor and a partner. You know, like I just don't have the the interest or ability to be the other guy on the other side of the treadmill that we're moving. You know? And yeah, I don't want to move treadmills. I know it's so heavy. But hey, that business That's why is, I don't lift weights at all. Yeah, it, it it's true. They're just too heavy. I know, I agree. Well, I mean, some of what we just mentioned is also related to like character issues,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, Some um,
1: people have a lot of character
0: some, and more people don't. Um, but you know, that's a, that's a big thing. Like if you are starting a business with your friend and you just know your friend's lazy, wh- why would that change? Why would that change? And if you know that, if you feel that someone is dishonest or just not on the up and up, you know why why would you expect anything else with them as a business partner I mean what are some other character issues that could come up man like oh all right well um, if you know someone's gonna sexually harass the women at your
1: office when you go from two people to 50 uh, not a good fit well or a business partner that doesn't show up to work doesn't show up to meetings doesn't communicate oh there's that stuff too isn't there yeah or someone like I said, with and then we mentioned
0: earlier about trust. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, it, it, there's a there's uh, an unlimited list of things that can go astray. Yeah, with a business partner, and it, it, people would look people that are adults and have character issues or have had character issues in the past. Uh, why don't expect them to change a whole lot. So, you know, that's important stuff. Um, How about just a good personal fit? Like if it's someone that you wouldn't go on vacation with or hang out with personally, why do you think you're going to be a good business partner with them?
1: I don't know. That one's interesting because sometimes the personalities can be so different that they're not necessarily maybe even quite the same social group or personality, but they might be a good fit for the business.
0: I don't know. Yeah. But at the same time, like it doesn't mean you wouldn't go on vacation with that person yeah. or like spend time with them because you're going to spend a lot of time with people. You know, you're going to spend a lot of I mean, you and I were friends before we became business partners. And that actually, I think on some levels was pretty helpful.
1: Yeah, I think just because
0: I had a basic idea of like who you were and like what I knew all of your flaws going into this. Well, that's because I have a shirt that lists them. (laughs) Um, It just says none. Um, No, man, there's so many. Well, actually, you were at dinner with someone and they said, what's it like to be business partners with Matt DeCourcy?
1: (laughs) And, you know, like, hey,
0: I, I tell people straight up, I say, you know, people either love me or hate me. not, not really hate me, but you know, some people I'm, you know, I I just, I'm a different flavor and I have a different approach to doing things. So, um, I think that, you know, the next thing to look at is if what are you what what is your business partner have in their life that they're going to compete with when it comes to the effort needed to contribute to the business? That could be personal. It could be professional. Um, it, you know, someone with nine kids, um, if you think they're going to have a ton of time outside of that to come work at the business, maybe right. not, or, or maybe that nine kids is that driving force that, that says this has to work.
1: Yeah. It could be how dedicated they are to the business, their availability, the time they put in things like that, because they they have
0: another job.
1: Yeah. They spend all their time on their family or something else, which would be cool. But, um, Does it matter how much they're dedicated to this versus those other things?
0: If your business partner has a full-time job, you're not going to get a full-time effort. It's just not, it's difficult.
1: Which might be okay.
0: It might be okay in the beginning. Might be
1: okay. And it might not be,
0: you know, it depends on, you know, like I said, try to figure out what you need before. This next one on my list is just really for you and I, Matt, incompatible values. Like, I don't think Supreme stuff is a good value. Oh, that's a different kind of value. Oh, yeah. Spent six hundred bucks on it this morning. Got a nice jacket and a couple other things. Yeah, getting ready for uh, for the uh, upcoming enhanced
1: video series that we're doing about you, Matt. So, what are the kind of values are we talking about here? Because that's not a good value.
0: Well, I think you know, I think values in the end. I think a lot of it kind of goes back to um, you know some of it's character related. Yeah, but I also think that the value is like. Um, All right. So you might have different. I mean, I think the ones related to character are still going to be the most present. But, you know, when it comes to certain values, like, hey, business is a dogfight. And uh, just because you have high character doesn't mean you're you have what it takes to compete in the arena.
1: So I think about how we treat our employees as being one of those key values, right? Like being on the same page about You know, we have 90 employees now in the Philippines, like how we treat them, the benefits, all those sort of things, um, those sort of values, I think, are important to be aligned on. And see if we if we were
0: incompatible, that would. And by the way, we decided on that very early. Mm -hmm. We were talking about that, like at employee 11. We're like actually, before I even went over there to, mm-hmm. for the very, we're like this, our office in Cebu cannot be like a call center, we need to have a nice office, we need to have nice equipment. And you know what, all that stuff, uh, now that we're hiring 3040 people a month, it's fucking expensive, it is, but it's worth it, because you see the people that we're attracting and keeping, yeah. and how excited they are. And you know, the thing that's even the, the the best is they're all recruiting their top friends. Yeah, absolutely. And that's helping. But if our values were incompatible. One of us would be on, on going, oh, we shouldn't be spending all this money. And I, I mean, I, I'm i in full agreement with you. Um, gotta, you want top people, you got to have top stuff.
1: So that comes up to your next one on your list here about potential communication issues. What What was that? Yeah, exactly. You never listened to me. Oh, man. Actually, I paid money to
0: listen to you last week. Which you was, did. It was weird. I, a couple of people are like, are you going to... you know, what do you think about Matt doing this? I'm like, I just realized that I'm paying money tonight to do the same thing I do every day.
1: (laughs) Um, Listen to me ramble.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I was just happy to hear from the other people there.
1: So you you talk about communication issues, though. I've, I've definitely seen businesses before where the business partners don't really get along very well and they don't talk to each other and they make different decisions. And then the employees are kind of the, uh, the children that are stuck between the two parents. There was, there was a local
0: business here that, that I, you know, got pretty familiar with and two brothers had just become, they learned to hate each other because of the business. And it was unfortunate. Um, but you know, it happens and, you know, communications two ways. And I I don't know. Um, I think it kind of goes to the next one. Um, is your potential partner or yourself someone that can accept and deal with compromise?
1: I think that's really important. Yeah, I do too. It's like when I have those friends on Facebook that are so uh, black and white politically that they're like, all Republicans are Nazis. And I'm like, really? I mean, like that, well, that would not, be a terrible okay. business partner. Like how could you ever be a partner with somebody like that? That's so black and white. Like just, you just nothing ever gets accomplished in the world when you're that black and white about the issues
0: and you know the thing is is compromise isn't just about it's not about just kind of winning it's about listening to the person that you're doing business with and the points that they have about you know there's different reasons that people are going to push for decisions or things right
1: one of the things i and i think i got this from Laurel, uh mr Laurel holt was episode 12 seeking to understand before seeking to be understood uh, that is very, that's very Lyril esque. Yes.
0: And for those of you uh, want, that want to know who Leryl is, we're talking about Lyril Holt. He's the founder of a monster chain of auto body repair shops, 400 units when he sold it. And that was Carstar. I think that's episode 12. Check it out. It is definitely one of our favorites. Um, you know, in regards to compromise, you have to make a lot of decisions with your business partner. And then, you know, some of them, like, usually I just make the decision. I I think it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission.
1: But, um, you you ask for forgiveness a lot.
0: No, actually I don't. But, uh, you know, another thing too, to really, you know, try to avoid or consider is your potential, your business partner's external financial issues. Like
1: I had that with an old business partner. You did? Yeah. He had, um, he had like, federal liens and stuff against them, weird yeah. tax issues and shit.
0: That's not good. Cause you just end up like with weird stuff. And I've dealt with that with employees in the past, like people that weren't paying their child support and stuff. And they're like getting these weird garnishment letters. And honestly they're, they can be expensive for you too because you got to deal with someone to deal with that.
1: I also had uh, one of my partners, he had some kind of weird agreement with his wife that he was never allowed to be in the room with another woman alone. I remember, I remember you telling me that. So um, it was like, so I don't know what, what, what the deal was, but like he couldn't, like he could be in the room with one of our female employees by himself.
0: Let's go ahead and say that that's a red flag. There's a reason There's some weird, someone's crazy some or weird. something has happened on yeah. that one in the past. But the reason that the external financial issues especially can be problematic is because that can dramatically affect someone's need or want to pull money out of the business yeah. and bit and money that you might not want to take long, out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So did you say money laundering? I started to say money um, laundering, but yeah, no, that's what not term. What business were you in? Yeah, like, sorry. But
0: no, you're talking about like, you know, if your business is going to grow, you have to be a little bit resolved to in the beginning. Talking about stealing
1: money. Some of that money is going to
0: stay in. And that's another reason too, you know, uh, at the old office that I was at, um, one of the businesses right there on the street, one of the business partners had been, uh, he was in charge of the books. And he had been paying off his personal credit cards yeah. out of that and embezzling. That's what was it was. Basically, for. embezzling, dude. Yeah. It was like huge. It was like four hundred grand. Wow! Like by
1: the time the other guy figured it out, and it was just evidently a that's round. a really common crime, not necessarily by the partners, but also by the employees. That yeah, that sort of fraud and embezzlement. I can't, I
0: can't remember the numbers, but when we were at that uh, at the amp training session, they were talking about. Uh, you know, more more businesses fail due to internal fraud and theft. One
1: of one of the companies I was involved with in the past, I shall not name in this in this example. Uh, one of the employees had done some kind of side project for the company and was paying himself uh, to do this said oh, side project. Wow! And then even after he left the company, the company could just kept paying him, and they had no idea what they were paying for, but they just kept paying it. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and those same kind of things, too, like we we look back at one of the things we mentioned, like, what are the other motives? Um, You know, if your possible business partner owns a business that your new business would be doing business with, well, could be an issue. Well, Matt, that was a lot of stuff related to bad business partners, but I ignored the whole list and went ahead and became business partners with someone that actually had every single quality that we just mentioned. And because of my hard work, my dedication, and my ability to kick ass, the business is doing great, but man, I got to get rid of this person. What do I do now?
1: Oh, you got a few different options. Talk to me, Goose. Well, so, you know, Part of my uh, backstory, a problem we had uh, then is when when we originally set up the company, we had a super majority set up. So that meant that all of the owners had to agree to do something. And how many were there? Uh, At the time, I think it was five. Wow. And so... Think about how hard it is to get five five people to agree on anything. And so that was a huge problem for us. Um, What
0: made you do that? Was that just like a way that you just kind of set it up?
1: I just didn't know what we were doing. Right? It was just a bunch of rookies making dumb decisions. and You're like, hey, our, but we all
0: have to agree
1: on And it. really, I think our attorney should have never let it happen. Yeah, I agree. But I think one of the, the members that was driving that basically told the law firm, this is the way it's got to be. I mean, it's, looking back, it was completely stupid. But that was a huge problem for us because we had problems with one of the business partners and we couldn't get rid of them.
0: I bet it caused a lot of issues when it came to key decision making at some point too, right? Didn't mm. it slow things down
1: if you have to have agreement from five people or we weren't really doing any business decisions from day to day that required that kind of approval so the but ultimately we um got into a big fight with that uh, business partner and ended up buying him out. but it was a, a really how crazy long did that time. take to resolve? I want to say three or four months, probably. Man, think about how much stuff you probably could have gotten done with that energy and effort and emotion. I mean, through that, I kind of kept my head down and just kept working, but it, it was definitely like you feel a little bit like a zombie every day because you're like, you don't know what the hell's going on, what the future is going to be.
0: And that's my point with it affecting productivity. Is you know, like kind of like when I talk about life balance or whatever. Is when things get flipped out of kilter, it just like really. One category of your life or one certain thing can really have a gross and ugly effect on the rest of it. Yeah. Um, well, the next option would be kind of like what I did with my business partner, which was a graduated buyout. Yep. You know, I said, look, um, you know, and I think that's actually pretty common. Um, it's sometimes common too when one business partner doesn't want to be in the business yep. anymore. It's just like, hey, you know. Um, I'm not into this, but I've helped build it to here. What's this worth? And you know, that, that now here's the issue is, uh, you don't really have an auction or with one bidder and, you know, that's a little bit of an issue. Like what's it worth? Um, so, and that's back to that whole compromise thing is you got to get that figured out, um, or just be ready to pay through the nose to get your way. So there's another option after that just run or
1: run or or in my case walk sometimes things are so hairy the best thing you can do is just run away
0: yeah and you know it is what it is um when you do well you know that goes back to the whole setup thing too is this is where good fences make good neighbors remember a good agreement and good outlines and boundaries for a business consider rainy and sunny days um you can like with Full Scale, we even got so detailed that we covered what would happen if one of us died. Like, and and, the, and in that language was we didn't, well, we were actually advised by our attorney. Thank you, uh, Sheila Sec and Associates. There's a free plug for you. Um, she said, well, think about what would happen in the, de- in the event of one of your demise that would make you, well, let's just say I walk out of this podcast and I croak. Without that clause, you would have immediately become business partners with my wife because she would have inherited my interest in the business and we're 50 50. So, you know, I thought that that was good insight and it it arranged a fair and amicable buyout of said ownership over a period of time. So it wouldn't have put the business or you or me in a crappy spot.
1: Yeah. Last thing I want to do if you're gone is have to fight with your wife about. Anything in regards to the business,
0: I I take care of all of that for you right now, so I'm kind of the sounding board. But yeah, it's a good point, and you know that's that's the uh, I the thing is is like rainy days and sunny days, and sometimes uh, also are things related to non compete, like we did that too. Like you wouldn't want me to just go start another business that yep. had developers in uh, the first suburb outside of Cebu City, so. What do you got? What else you got in mind here, Matt?
1: Well, I wrote down a couple things. So another, another, uh, common way to do this is through dilution, bring a new partner somehow or raise funds somehow and dilute out a business partner you don't want. That might be a little more tricky, uh, to get away with. That was like the
0: social network. You dilute them kind of thing. You know that now at the same time, I mean, you gotta be careful with that because that even though you could do that doesn't mean that
1: you can Right, yeah. Um, Another one on my list here, and and this was um, one that came up in the past for us, was um, if the company has a lot of debt and financial issues, is doing a cash call. Explain. So so depending on the operating agreement, it can be set up so that the business needs money, that you do a cash call. And basically all the owners would have to pro rata put in the money that's needed. So it's like, oh, we need a million dollars. You owe 500 grand, I owe 500 grand. Oh, you can't do your 500 grand? You're going to have to give up your stock. Sorry. I was
0: confused about that. I was literally about to hit uh, dial. I was calling you.
1: Yeah. Um, I do need that 500 grand. Is that a different cash call? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's something I've heard of before too.
0: Yeah. I think that that would be, I I'm not as familiar with that. Um, but we're
1: going to do a cash call
0: next week. I don't think that's a provision of our current operating agreement. Damn it! Um, and you know, how about just sell? the business or your portion of it to someone else. I mean, everybody wants to buy a bad marriage. That sounds good. Well, is the marriage bad if half of it leaves? Um, And then another thing too is back to getting yourself set up in a way that's proper. Um, Also give some consideration to what would occur if you or your business partner wanted to sell the interest in the company. Right. Like, Cause you're, you you got to be careful with that. Like you could end up with a worst business partner.
1: Well, and that's one of the problems with businesses is, um, not having liquidity, right? Not being able to sell part or all of the, the ownership of the company. And, uh, you know, there's a local company here called uh, Liquify that's working on that, um, right. which, is, which is I think is going to be really exciting. They're going to launch their product. We'll probably have them back on to talk about that yeah. when they're ready to yeah, launch. Yeah, we but... talked
0: about that. I was actually watching a promo video for it that's L-U-I-Q, I don't know, li- like Liquify with an I. My spelling's a little off today.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be cool. And um, I think
0: that's almost ready to launch, right? Yeah. That's yeah, cool. that's from Rachel. She's a, a startup hustle alumnus. That's right. I can't remember one of the early Quals too. Yeah. Um, well, you know, some of those ways to get out of a partnership are probably pretty helpful. And let's, you know, we can kind of close this out by going through, you know, what I consider to be ways you can just avoid all these problems in in the first place. I know we've talked about a lot of them, but my first one is how about just setting and settling on some common goals for the business?
1: Yeah, that's a lot. We did that a lot with full scale in the very beginning. It's like so ten thousand employees
0: and five skyscrapers. Yes. That I felt like we were pretty aligned on yeah, that. Yeah, I goal. think so. Um no, we really did set some goals. And then you know another thing too is um well, we've continued to update and revise them and yeah. communicate and stay yeah. on the same page and like say, Hey, look, these are the needs. Um, these are the possible things that could occur both up and down and did a little planning. And, you know, we're both people that aren't really like, Hey, look at my 60 page business plan, but we got kind of toolsy with it. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what, you know, things are going really well. So how are we going to handle that? It was Mm -hmm. like a different set of issues and problems.
1: My goal for you was to give you butt hurt.
0: I know, I know to just make me so. I don't know if we're
1: supposed to talk about that on air.
0: That is, uh, well,
1: Is that a sensitive issue from our bromance?
0: (laughs) I'm moving on. Okay. The next next thing is clearly defining roles, responsibilities, expectation, and decision-making. Kind of like I told you I'm going to make all the decisions, and you told me I'm going to do all the work, and I somehow agreed to all of that. Did I? So I have to do all the work? No, no. No, but talking about roles and responsibilities. And we, well, we did some of that too. Uh, why? Because you've got a pretty big thing going on at Stackify. Yeah. And I, you know, I even said that. I said, you know, look, I understand you have responsibilities there and, you know, you've uh, contributed a shitload of time to full scale as well. And, but understanding the who has the roles and who needs to do what and then let them do it. And know that those things
1: are going to continue to change too.
0: I need you to stop talking, Matt. Sorry, Wait, ter- don't ter- be ter- afraid of confrontation. That was the next one. I'm sorry if I alarmed you while you're listening, but, um, you, well, it was kind of funny, actually, you know, we'll be open. Like last night we were, ha- we were discussing a little bit. I don't know if it was true confrontation, but we were just like discussing the way that cert- we were doing certain things or whatever. And, and, you know, like being grown up about saying, Hey, like, I don't know if we should be doing something this way. Sure. Okay, what's your suggestion? Okay, here it is. Okay, sounds good. Now we've communicated and we're good. Um, and that goes right into the very next thing. And once again, communicate and motivate, right? Yep. What is a good? What's a CEO? Oftentimes doing
1: master Watson, uh, they're usually the cheerleader.
0: Yeah, it goes a long way. You know, I like, come
1: in your office every day. I do a little dance and I go rah, rah, rah. Oh, wait a second.
0: Give me an M. Give me an A, give me a T, give me a T. And then I realized you're just cheering for yourself. (laughs) I was like, I I feel all motivated and I get all pumped up. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's just like cheering for himself right now. Um, Well, back to what we were just talking about too, like addressing issues quickly. Yes. You know, like, look, bring it up. And 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 while we were discussing the term butthurt, don't be butthurt about someone having valid input. Valid input, reasonable things. Now, like,
1: give you be able to take criticism.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, grow with it and get back to work. Make the business grow. Um, now, agree on financial stuff, salaries, distributions, things like that. I'm getting a paycheck soon. For, from the
1: podcast i don't yeah. get
0: one from the podcast dude all right i'm gonna because i lack character i've actually been embezzling all of the revenue oh geez yeah and fortunately it was in crypto so it's worth like four percent of what it was
1: <laughs> uh, no
0: but you know well and once again we we did that um We talked about like, and and that kind of goes back to understanding someone else's situation as well as like, does this person need to take a lot of money out of it? Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: you know, it's difficult sometimes when you're an owner and an employee, both.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, it was a pretty easy thing for us. All right, I'll point this out because Matt Watson is such a kind and generous person. He actually suggested at one point that the company pay me more than him because I spend my full-time effort on it and I said no. Right? Yeah, you said I was going to get paid more instead. I know, I don't know how I get into these bad things. Apparently my new guy it, it's cuz I read Trump's book on negotiating and it just hasn't worked <laughs> out for me. I don't know what the deal is with that, but um, you know, agreeing on and having a reasonable time frame, like for, for full scale, we hadn't paid ourselves anything. And we were hoping like, we were looking at like the first of the year, we were able to move that up. It was good. Yeah. We're it's happy good. about that. I mean,
1: business is good. Business is growing. Right. We right. can make, make a few dollars. I like
0: it. And kind of going back to that, uh, that uh, another thing too, is like the spirit of compromise, you know, and mm-hmm. like remember people that goes a long way, like pick and choose your battles. Like, <sighs> You know, some people are just so argumentative and so confrontational. You're like, you're sitting there burning up all of your social or professional capital on the dumbest yep, stuff. got to pick ever. your battles. Like, I mean, kind of like when I wanted to spend 9% of revenue on Supreme.
1: Yeah, and I just said no. I just,
0: can we compromise at four no, and a half? half. no. I don't even know if I could buy that much of it. It goes pretty quick. So... Um, you know, another thing too, sometimes you just got to give things time. Like when we, we knew and understood with full scale that that cake was going to have to bake in the oven a little bit. Mm -hmm. We intentionally slowed things down at times to make sure that we could do it right. Not every business has that ability or luxury, but we knew that doing it the other way might make things really suck. Yep. Is that fair? Yep. Um, you know what, Matt, I really support you. And I understand the position that you're coming from and all the hard work that you do. Can you repeat that word for word with Matt in front of
1: it? Uh, I really appreciate everything you do and you are awesome, Matt. I'm going to loop that. I was talking about myself. Oh
0: yeah. (laughs) Dang it. Well, but you know, much like, uh, uh, Matt Watson was talking about being a cheerleader, you know, be supportive of, you know, business sucks on a lot of days. There's a lot of crap that you got to go through and a lot of things that you want to deal with. You'd be surprised how far just letting someone know, Hey, good job.
1: Had told you last night, I had your back. I supported you. I appreciated it.
0: And, uh, you know, um, thanks Matt. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Um, you know what, this last thing, and this is the last thing on here is I think it's important to celebrate victories, but with a shot of fireball. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting, um, it's an interesting celebration, but whatever works like, and you know, <laughs> what he's talking about is that stackify when they sign up X many new accounts in a day, uh, whoever's willing and wanting can take a shot of fireball liquor because what could go wrong? Um, it's true. Yeah. No, it's it's a good little uh thing and, and you know and here. but that stuff's fun and it's like um you gotta celebrate your victories. Yeah, I worked as uh in a sales place once where you get to ring a bell. Some people have a
1: bell, yeah. we have shots and of so fireballs. You
0: just want to ring the bell. Like I just want to ring the bell. Um we had another thing. So I used to uh manage fifteen locations and the sales we I created what I called the loving cup and it was like this big ass trophy. And it said the loving cup on it. It was just the way that it came from the trophy place. Hmm. And uh, if you were the top salesperson that month, you got to keep it for a month. And I have never seen adults try harder for something that had no monetary value than that damn.
1: Uh, It's like playing video games. My wife wants to get every gold star or something, but it's like in the real world, like who gives a shit, but she will spend hours trying to get those gold stars. I hear you, man. I'm just like, whatever. So speaking
0: of gold stars, um, earn some for yourself, earn some for your business. Don't be afraid to to put some up on the wall for your business partner. Um, don't take everything we said as, as reasons to not have a business partner. Um, just, you know, like I said, and we've been saying, just be smart about it.
1: Well, another another thing we should mention that I think is common in a lot of startups, especially startups that get investments from VCs, they make the uh, founders even vest their own stock. So even though you may own all the company, the VC may come in and say, okay, well, you're actually going to have to vest that stock over three years or five years. So if you leave or if something happens you're actually going to give up that ownership.
0: And I think you have a great point Matt and we actually didn't even get into that, but if you have especially you know you can vest and by vesting we mean you receive based on x. Over usually s- usually service time.
1: Yeah, over you, over a certain amount of time, time you you earn your
0: right. Your and stock. and that's a great way to well, it's an out if you need it. Yep. Um, keeps everybody honest, it does. And it keeps people working and, and, you know, back to that whole thing, Uh, you know, and I think one other thing that we didn't even talk about is I, I personally feel investors are partners, like, especially in smaller businesses, because your investor, depending on what percentage they own, well, technically they own a part of the enterprise. So they are your partner. Um, before you take money from someone, have some expectations of what they expect in return. How fast, how much, and what role, if any, they're gonna play in the enterprise. Right. Yep. I mean, the last thing I want is an investor breathing down my neck, wanting a financial report every Friday. I mean, maybe I do night. need that report by the way, tomorrow. Um, well, it's what I we've been falling behind on the TPS reports and working on Oh my God. You're gonna you're gonna get over it, but you know, knowing that I've gotta create all these reports because I've got a terrible business partner, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. All right? all right, see ya.